Nice try, Kenny Loggins. This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Wild Things. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata, and I'm your gracious host. Alongside me, the smeltering, sweltering, belting, blast-hotting, load-bearing, sweet-ass, fruit-of-the-America's loins, Justin Waddell. How's it going, sir? Oh, man, it's all right. It's going okay. Weekend's wrapping up here. Did you have a good one? Yeah, it's fine. It's did you fine. Have, did you, do you feel like you had a productive weekend that you can put in the books? Yeah. As like a huge hit, or was it a kind of a failure weekend for you? Every weekend's a failure because they end. You know, I'd like to be living for the weekend. I'd like to be like Lover Boy. You know, yeah, they work for the weekend. You know, what about week start? You never, we never hear that weekend. Of course, everybody looks forward to. But what about week start? Speaking of speaking of a week start. Speaking of weak sauce, that term's still getting used? I, you know what? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard the term hot goss lately either. I do every time I look at Luke. Good old Luke Goss. Isn't he a twin? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Isn't wasn't he in a boy band or something? I know he's an actor. Isn't Did, Guillermo using? Wait, didn't he play one of the twins of Spandau Ballet in a movie? Oh, this is this zoom. This is a crazy zoom. I don't know. Was he in the craze? That's what I'm thinking of. That's Spandau Ballet, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Who cares? I think he was in a group with his twin called Bros or something, but I could totally be wrong. And Martin and Gary Kemp are the uh, Spando Ballet but guys, right? Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Those guys were in the craze or something. He was in, he was in the in Bros with his brother Matt Goss. Betty wasn't in the craze. I bet I got that part wrong. Didn't they remake that movie? Yeah, Tom Hardy yeah, was Legend. in the remake. Yeah. In fact, I think Guillermo kicked off his Luke Goss's acting career with Blade Two, or pretty close. Yeah, and he and he's still killing it these to, to this day, right? I mean, he's a burly guy, right? And he used to be kind of wired, but now he's burly, right? Luke Goss Haas, right? Lucas Haas. I'm not sure what he looks like these days. I know that he probably doesn't have hair. Nobody knows what he looks like these days. Yeah, because you have to be in front of people to be seen, and he's Goss. Dick. <sighs> Hot Goss. That's where all this came from, and he was kind of a hottie. I know people were kind of pining for him. Got a beautiful bod, got a beautiful bald head of hair. I just love to see. I'd love to see what he's working on. I'd like to know uh, who I feel bad for is Matt Goss. His bro? Yeah. Here's a reason maybe to not like Luke Goss. Uh oh, here comes the deeds. Instruments, drums, percussion, keyboards, guitar. So you're saying that you don't like anybody that picks up a that plucks at a guitar. You're welcome to, right? But don't mm -hmm. name it as a separate instrument. If you play guitar and you play piano, we assume 
you could work your way around a kitar, but you don't need to bring right. that shit up. I hear that it's kind of a easy jump if you're a pianist and you want to pick up guitar. One hundred percent, pretty easy. But is it is it is the reverse true? It's a lot harder to pick up a piano. No, but is and so the kitar not an instrument you see very often. But have you ever? I don't know. Is that the term strummed a kitar? I owned one. You did. No way to look cool holding it, right? I mean, is that the problem? No, absolutely. But looking if looking cool is your bag, then you're, you know, that you got bigger problems. I gave it up a long time ago. And you, not too many famous guitar players, right? Guitar players. Now, that has to be the the joke name for it. What's the actual name? No, that's probably what it's called. Really? I made the oh, mistake well. of picking up the key trumpet. <laughs> it's, it's blowing my it's blowing my mind talking about the guitar. Who who had the who was who made it famous? Like the what, 80s. Is, what I guess what the band 80s. like yeah, what band like really like Went all in on the keytar. You imagine the groupies? They're uh, they're waiting. You know, Penny Lane is waiting outside the back lot there, and all the people that you recognize leave with a, with a couple of girls in arm, and then the keytar player comes out. Yeah, they always say the bass player is the one that like suffers the most he's, from. He's uh, he doesn't even notice you're there because he can't look up from his scientific calculator. Yeah, he's ravaging that thing. Jan Hammer is a famous keytar player. Miami Vice fame, and then Belinda Bedkrovic. Or Bed Bedkovic, have you heard of her? Yeah, she was in Born on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Brett Domino fumbles around with the guitar. By the Who way, made it famous. Oh, Devo made it famous. I hope the new Thor movie is not boring. That's just my big hope for that. It won't be. You think it, what? What's going on? I just don't want to have to come out and give my two word review. Yon Hammer. <laughs> Did you see the trailer? By the way, for that Apple Plus series, Blackbird. I'm I'm interested. I don't know what you're talking about, but I love the name. Taron Egerton is that? Is it Taron Egerton Egerton. or Egerton? Egerton. Egerton. Egerton, I don't think it's Egerton. Yes, and somebody who's never been in a show is in that way. Ray Liotta, R.I.P. But there's a star Um, in that. There's a real star in that. Yeah, I think it's him. And Paul Walker Hauser's in it. That's who I was thinking of. The the trailer is excellent. It's good. It's um, who's the guy? The Gone Baby Gone guy, Dennis Lehane. I think it's based on some his work. But I when I saw that trailer, I was like, wow, this is right up Nick's alley. You should check out the trailer for sure. I saw a poster for it or an ad for it, and I was tempted. Taron kind of he's trying to look swollen, rough in it. You know, it doesn't exactly look doesn't suit him, but it still looks great. The trailer. But but who? What does Paul Walter Hauser play in it? Other than a stunning looking dude plays a killer i think or someone who's in prison for murdering women and they're trying to make sure that he doesn't get out of prison on a technicality or something he's innocent he's got a weird voice in the trailer like it's a choice he made or the director asked him asked him to make i don't know if it's gonna work out anything else going on in the world for you did you fall asleep in the middle of that i apologize nothing nothing really we're about to go on vacation the green isles right going to the scotland Mm -hmm. when do you leave leave uh saturday uh, where are your uh, valuables in the house? <laughs> luckily for you, well, lucky for us, not the robbers, we don't have very many, you know, so they, they'd come in and be sorely disappointed. You're um, taking the whole unit, right? Yeah. Plus we're meeting a bunch of family over there. We are internationally successful. I mean, we have, well, let me, let me rephrase that. We have a listener in a handful of countries. It's true. We, we do have international listeners, if that's what you mean. Yeah. Successful, maybe not quite reaching it. Well, we, don't, I like, we can't own that word. I have a Buddhist sort of approach to this. You know, mm-hmm. it's Zen very, approach. Is that very Zen, but it's the, you know, it, where's the art of oneness? Where's that? It's not like I'm looking at our listeners and there's a lot of oneness going on. 
Yeah, not not hitting the double digits is what you're saying. No, we're, we're killing it. You know, we downplay how huge this thing is. But you guys know. I mean, how do you, how often do you go out in public and you, you're at a grocery store and you share a glance with somebody and you don't realize what the connection is. And then you kind of put two and two together, the synapses fire, and you're like, oh, my God, they zoom in as well. And you never mm-hmm. speak of it. Right. But you know that that connection happened. And it happens throughout the world on a regular basis. People knowingly Zoom and they share that the, the buoyancy of that Zoom uh, with, you know, with strangers without communicating with them. I think it's pretty cool. Right. Back even back in the caveman days, you think they're Zooming? Is that what you're trying to say? They, they didn't learn language yet yet. They didn't have language other than they think they did a bunch of snaps and claps and clicks, right? And then they threw a rock at, a, at a, another rock, and that's how they said hello or something, right? But right. you think they were Zooming back then? No. Oh. I'm thinking, I'm saying whenever people look at each other in public for, and there's a moment, it's because they are acknowledging that the other Zooms in. Ah, okay. And they're afraid to say anything out loud because they don't want to create a stir, you know, a frenzy. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. There's like a special nod. So, like, saying back. Yeah. If, like, there's a really hot girl in really skimpy clothing and a guy, is looking at her a lot. And then she looks up at him and they have a moment where she's staring back at him. She's like, Oh, he must zoom in. He's not looking at my live figure. He's, <laughs> he's, he noticed an, a fellow, you know, microscope watcher. And so my caveman thing was pretty off. Uh, actually, no, you were, you were wrong about the microscope part, but you were totally right that they communicated with snaps and claps. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I wonder sometimes back then, you know, that's, you know, let me zoom in real quick. That's pre-podcast days. Yeah. The cavemen. They only wish. But now you can't get away from podcasts. Everybody's got one. And there's always new ones starting and old ones going away. Less old how ones many, going how, away, more just new ones being added. How many more? How many have lasted as long as us? Look at this. This is quite a feat. Well, the microscope's only been around for like three, three and a half years. Still, I think that's kind of long in the, if you look at. I mean, look, the podcasts I listen to have been around for around for a long time, longer than three years. But there's a lot of podcasts that are kind of go for a couple months or so. Well, no, they end, there's you know. a, there's there's very advanced math that explains this, right? They go until they realize no one's going to stay and they're not going to be successful. Then they leave or they go mm-hmm. until they're successful and then they get bought and go huge. Yeah, the unsuccessful it's, thing doesn't trigger us. It's very rare that a podcast will middle for so long. And not either give it up or become a winner. I mean, we just know that our voices need to be heard right. somehow. I was you know, uh, need to get out there. I don't mean to brag, but my Audible credits hit yesterday. And uh, how many you get? I get two a month. Two month, nice. Well, and one of the things they keep pushing at me is Tom Morello's podcast, and it's called <laughs> Speaking Truth to Power. Oh wow, we do that on here a little bit through music. Yeah, I, I, it's just. That's so on brand for him. It's almost comical. I almost spent an audible credit today. I, I, my my finger ho- hovered over the mouse click, and I didn't do it. But I'm going to do it. I think is Sarah Pauly's new uh, book. That sounds her riveting. Collection of essays about her life and her life as a as a young. I think some of it is about her life as a child actor and how hard it was. I like Sarah Pauly, activist. Creative director, writer, documentarian. I, mm-hmm. You know, I like her a lot, and okay. so I, I'm interested in this. I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna do it. You white motherfucker. Originally, originally uh, sought after for Penny Lane by Cameron. Crowe. Oh, I'm so She's glad like, they no. didn't go with that. You gotta believe. You gotta believe. I wouldn't believe it if it was her. I would have. 
Mm-mm. She's I do. cool, man. She's talented. She's good. Act- I, I just don't want to put anything in front of me that she's written. So mm-hmm. look, guys. I mean, we spent some serious time here. You know, just kind of cracking our knuckles, doing some warm up routines. You know, getting the chalk on our hands. But we know, you all know what we're here for. It's a movie microscope, folks. Shall we zoom it? We kiss the brakes off some dude. We get filthy near the beach. We uppercut the manslaughters. Stomach punch a wayward hippie. Put the pungent stuff on blast. Walk on soda water. <laughs> Put the quarters in sideways. Get our nutrition from attrition. Do a walk on, man. We make the JV squad first time. Watch a movie through skeptical, skeletal, sandblasted, worshipped eyes and spin around circumventing the nighttime sauce. Watch a movie through destructed, peace-ass, piss-ass eyes. See a movie to decide what makes or breaks. Share the likes of you, the listeners. So we were talking about Mississippi Masala. We're talking about the scene with Denzel Washington and Serena Cloudery. Fuck hard to latest Was Not Was album. <laughs> Little moments. There's a ton of them in today's feature. The film known in circles as Dirty Footprints, the movie. I wonder if I could do what you do at the start. You know how you get a lot of praise for it. I'd like to, maybe I could just step in every once in a while and say, we supply the ribeye. You know, <laughs> we pick out the corn from a koala's beard. I don't know. Like, I can't, I, I can't even get to two. I think I can't do it. I started off strong, though. This show might be successful if all we do is just talk back and forth like that without even covering it. But no, just we keep can't. going. We yeah. can't. No, we can't. We, can't. we got to kill. Mm-mm. Get kill. comfy in the pillow fort. Read all of Maeve Binchy's novels. So what's your relationship with Wild Things? So in the theater, I believe. I believe I did. Like, I think this movie had some buzz around it. Like, it was it was kind of... Um, more than it was advertised, like in a way, because it was obviously they sold the sexiness of it. Didn't it get good reviews too? Like it kind of got good reviews when it came out. There was a little bit yeah. of, and there was also there was this taboo element to it that never really mm-hmm. manifests in the actual movie. But that happened. Right. What, what year was this bitch? Can't zoom in that hard. I mean, you don't ask me these hard questions. It's not what our show's about. Green, nineteen ninety eight. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because I, I remember I something else. It I, was ninety three. I, I had the website when this came out because I, I I covered it. I knew it wasn't 30 years old yet, so I don't... And I, I did so. not read the trivia for this, so I, I I looked at some, but not much, so you're going to have to... Really the trivia is not great. I mean, it's... Yeah, I think Tara Reid was up for Nev Campbell's part. There wasn't much to the trivia. The, you know, there's a lot of trivias about Kevin Bacon's nakedness in it. There would have been a nudity, lot more nudity if Tara Reid had taken that role instead of Nev. Yeah, ne- Nev shot down the nudity in this, I think. Well, it's Denise hard. It's hard. Not. it's hard because Richards is this voluptuous, curvy Barbie doll. Nev Campbell's right. a normal person. And she's not, she's pretty, but she's not like a Maxim cover girl in, in the same stretch. Although right, I think like she Denise was Richards on the cover of Maxim at one point. You used to subscribe to Maxim, right? I did. I love that magazine, actually. Proudly, right? Yeah, it was, you know, the, I mean, I did, you know, I certainly wasn't going to flinch at the, at the, but there was, that, that, that magazine turned me on to so many things, gadgets, all these weird things. The thing that really made that magazine sing in its first run was that it had, it was sort of, it, it wasn't like what the what our website was, but it, they did a great job of, the actual uh, material was great. It just happened to be a, a magazine geared toward lowest common denominator shit. But if you dug deeper, the, the movie stuff, the, the, the video game stuff, and all no, the gadget it. stuff was phenomenal. I don't remember it that well. I just remember it for, it's like ra- kind of racy covers. Isn't it? That didn't have I mean, a lot of. It's no different. Is that true? They were, I mean, they were swimsuit type covers. Yeah. But, right, right. Yeah, that's all I remember about but they were, But Fomke, uh, Fomke was on the cover, maybe the first issue. Whatever it was, Fomke being on the cover was why I bought it. 
because I'm I was yeah. a huge fan of hers. I ended up being blown away by the magazine itself, and it, it went off the rails after a while. Obviously, after like stuff came out, and I don't know if you know this, people stopped reading for the most part. Is stuff the name of another magazine? It was a spinoff of Maxim. I kind of remember that. It's a bad name for a magazine. Well, it, it was geared around selling. It was it was sort of like a uh, sharper image type thing, mm. surrounded by semi-clad women. I remember, I, so I saw it in the theater. I probably saw it again, but I don't. Re- I didn't remember much from this movie, so I was kind of surprised about where it goes. Um, I kind of knew a little of the twist, but I forgot most of them. I was surprised by them. Nick, what about you? What's your history with this one? I also saw it in the theater. I think I went in with unnecessary, unfair hype, ended mm-hmm. up being rather disappointed in the movie. I may have revisited it at some point, but I don't remember. And then watching it this time, it did double duty on making me sad. Oh, you don't like it? I don't. We had a couple of friends that were kind of loving on this film, saying kind of how good it was. And I don't disagree. I think there's some interesting things happening in this one. Did it get some kind of stacked release lately or something or recently? Some kind of maybe a 4K edition? Who knows? No idea. Can't zoom in. I can't zoom in. This is Nev Campbell, by the way, after Scream. And so what? who else is in this? You mentioned Denise Richards, but you didn't mention... And we mentioned Kevin Bacon, but you didn't mention your boy yet, I don't think, or have you? I haven't. Matt Dillon, Mm -hmm. Teresa Russell, Mark McCauley, my favorite, who I have to bring up on a regular basis. Robert Wagner, Bill Murray. Anybody else? I think a lot of people were surprised that Bill Murray was going to be in this one. And somebody you name-dropped last episode. Carrie Snodgrass. That's right. Or two episodes ago, I think, yeah. She's our, uh, she's, she's done with this world, sadly. Which character um, does she play in this movie? She plays the grandma of Nev Campbell's character. Yeah. Kind of a woman who works at, at what seems to be some kind of alligator amusement park or something. Some if, kind if you've of. you've been to Florida, you've seen these by the dozen. Yeah, and it's just kind of a, maybe a, a restaurant bar slash, or a hotel slash restaurant. There's an um, upscale. Slash alligator. Of, yeah. There's an upscale one of those in Destin that I take my kids to whenever we go there called Fud Puckers. That's not a joke? Nope. It's a, it's an alligator-themed restaurant. Outside, there's hundreds of alligators, young and old, that right. they do shows with them. They'll feed them. You could feed them. You could hold them. I've got a photo of my family holding one. And then they have very expensive fried seafood. And you are a big fan of animals, and you're a big fan of creatures and things like that. You think if you could own an alligator, you would? Absolutely, I've tried. You've tried. Like sure. you don't want to get too big, right? You don't want it to get too big on you. I mean, maybe you don't. Like a, t- you, is there such a thing as a toy alligator? Like you know, like a, like a mini pygmy? chihuahua. Pygmy? No, I think the nom de rigueur is to let it get to dangerous size and then release it. I think that's. Mm. I have a snake that's large that I've had for probably ten years now, mm-hmm. and I don't overfeed her, and she grows at a very reasonable pace. I'd like to think that if I had an alligator. I could milk it to probably where, when it got dangerous, I was dead. And it would be my family's responsibility to deal with it. My brain like started to go off in weird directions when you said, if you had an alligator, you'd milk it. And I started thinking, possible? Is there, is that something there's, is there alligator milk? Look, I'm sure there's a the, beer called that. It sounds like something dumb. Alligator milk. Maybe that's something we can brand. I'll, Save I'll it for the end of the us. show, yeah. Alligator milk could be our production company right right <laughs> alligator milk uh-huh. that's not bad right this movie kicks off nick oh you what's the premise why don't you want you you detail the plot here the premise is uh down in south florida the haves and the have-nots have a great divide between them and it's never more uh apparent than in the case of this story where a school particularly a counselor at the school becomes embroiled in a 
situation involving both the very wealthy and the very poor. And he dies at the end. Good one. Yeah. So Matt Dillon plays this guidance counselor at high school. He's very handsome. He's kind of the eye, got the eye of a lot of his students. And um, in particular, uh, Denise Richards character, who is the daughter of a very wealthy woman. And she's always trying to kind of corner him to get him alone. And he always is kind of a little hesitant. You know, he's like, all right, no, no, let's let's get someone else to come with us. You know, like he doesn't want to be alone with her. And then all of a sudden he does find himself alone with her. Then he's immediately and a few minutes later accused of date rape or not even date rape, just accused of rape. And then they, there's a trial and all this stuff happens. So that, that's kind of the, the 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 setup for this is that you kind of are on Matt Dillon's side. Like you kind of like he's a very well liked person. He seems like a nice person. He's, he said he's being set up. He's being accused of something he didn't do. Right. And he hires Bill Murray to kind of help clear his name. That's the setup, at least. And then it be, the movie begins in a swamp. Nick, what is McNaughton doing? What's he showing the audience here? It's dangerous turf down there. Right. And there's there's creatures just below the surface that are ready to eat you alive. Right. And then you, you have these shots of Matt Dillon in this boat. And it, I think it's called airboat, a fan boat. Looks fun, man. You sit up high on that thing. By the way, yeah. little side zoom. When I worked at the movie theater, a Teresa Russell starring vehicle was in theaters. And it was in the smallest theater we had. It was a 10 plex. And nothing made me happier when people sauntered up to the counter to buy tickets for it. Is it called horror? Yeah. I one, remember that movie. One for horror, please. Was it Ken Russell that did it? And then Teresa Russell was in it. And I was wanting to, were they together or something? Yeah, Carrie Russell's their kid. <laughs> I never saw that movie. I, I think it's like, obviously the title is very pro- provocative. And I think the, the poster was like sexy, but I don't remember anything about it other than that. I remember... It being very disappointing, you know, walking the theater and it's never anything interesting going on, you know, so I never really gave yeah. it the time of day. And it was only in our theater for maybe a week or two. And that was before I was a projectionist. When I was a projectionist, I would have had to put horror together, you know, and then and then screen horror to make sure horror worked. Wasn't a wasn't a huge um, moneymaker huh, at the box office. No, not well remembered. I, I don't think people are. Are they talking about this for Criterion release episode? Oof! you wouldn't you wouldn't so let's uh, let me first start by saying i didn't realize that george clinton did the score for this which was cool i neither legendary funk musician george clinton now i know he's done scores yeah. and i know he's got his hands in a lot of pies that's the scene for horror mm-hmm. um but i didn't know he did the sound for this i didn't either and i feel like the sound the score is kind of okay i mean it's not bad but it's overshadowed by all the 90s early 90s pop music they're putting into it which is which is bad. I think Smash Smash Mouth is in there. There's a couple like bands that are no longer like you know a thing or barely remembered in this in this movie. No Wild Thing though, Nick. No cover of the of the song Wild Thing. I was hoping that would come up. I'm glad it did. Maybe a rap version or something. You know, I like Tone Loke, right? Didn't he? He had a song called Wild Thing, which That's is actually right. kind of good. What did he sample yeah, for that? Bad. Was that the Van Halen song he sampled for that one? I don't remember. Maybe I think he, he sampled. Had two, he had two Bryan. big songs. Yeah, Funky Cold Medina. Songs. Yeah, Funky Cold Medina. Right. And then Wild Thing. Yeah. I think it was Van Halen. I, I, I remember I did a karaoke version called Loggins and Messina. I remember doing that. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> got me into a lot of secret doorways. Kenny First, Loggins back in the news, by the way, because the Top Gun is, they, they reused 
danger zone at the very beginning of the movie. And Logan's at the premiere. <laughs> still trying to look young. I think Did, he's got to be. In was he the guy that parks Cruz's limo or? Um, I think he said he recorded a new version of Danger Zone and Cruz was like, yeah, this sounds all right, but we want the old one. So we'll take the old one. Nice try, Kenny Loggins. Yeah, Loggins still, do you see him lately? I saw, uh, it's funny you should mention that. I was trying to get into my AMC app uh, earlier today and it said too many Loggins. And I was like, you couldn't be more right. (laughs) He's an American guitarist, Kenny Loggins. No, hold on. 74 years young. How was this COVID? It's still around, still killing it. All over social media. You can follow him on Twitter. You can hit up his Instagram. Does he still have a beard and my aunt's haircut? I mean, yes to both. Yeah, he's still out there. He's in one of his pictures. He's in front of a Bitcoin mural. He's pushing NFTs, looks like old old Kenny Loggins. We've talked about him and Richard Marks on this show, and they are sides of the same coin. Richard Marks considerably younger. Well, yeah, but poofy-headed wannabe toughs in their music. Right. I mean, I hate to say it, but I, in a way, I feel like Loggins is a little bit more respected as a musician than Richard Marks. Well, yeah, he was part of, mm-hmm. I don't mean to you know, speak out of school, but he was part of Loggins and Messina. Right. Tangentially involved with the Doobie Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. Had some hits. Zoom in. Yeah, but. Uh, he had a lot of movie songs. Yeah, he had, the, well, his best was Meet Me Halfway from Over the Top. And he was also in Footloose and made his mark in this movie. I mean, sorry, in Top Gun. Didn't, didn't it wasn't in this movie at all? I don't think. Does he? Does he have a song in the soundtrack? Footloose, I don't is, think the, so. Footloose is the worst offender. He I'll, was all over that. I'll give him Danger Zone because you know it's seminal, right? Footloose. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, think I love he, that. Did, didn't he have two songs in Footloose? I think so. I foot. He, he actually wrote a song called Footloose, and it was a huge hit. Like, and that's and did they name? It'd be interesting to know. Did they name the movie after his song, or did he? See no, the title no. and I was like, I, Ken, I can do it. I don't know I if you know it. about this. Kenny Loggins is the apex predator of marketing. Like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't have the balls to write something that they base a movie around. He finds right. out, he sniffs around, and then right. he'll write songs without being asked to. Like so playing with the boys in Top Gun, they didn't want him. That's right. They didn't want him. He wrote it pro bono. He wrote that scene. He I guess they screened the movie so he could re- do Danger Zone, and he saw the volleyball scene, and he was like, I need to be in that. And he was right. Playing with the boys? So this song, this this, this one has a, a couple songs on it by, like, for example, Third Eye Blind, which I know is one of your favorite bands. Smash Mouth, like I said. And then they do a cover of Why Can't We Be Friends. And then the band K's Choice. Do you remember those guys? It's my favorite coffee brand. I didn't know they had... K's Choice in this. Now, that's a band... We always kid around how bands... Never break up, that, right? They had to have. These guys could not have sustained. They don't have a Wikipedia though, page. There's no way they have a Wikipedia page. They do. Of course they do. They had a huge... Oh, my God. They are still around. <laughs> they broke up for a little bit of time, but they're they're still raring 2009 to present after they got back together. Yeah, their song was uh, Not an Addict. I'm not an addict. That song. I, I'm not going to be able to sing it. You'd you'd recognize if you if you you'd be surprised that I don't. I, I've really made it a point to avoid radio music for a long time. I'm not an addict. That song. I don't know. I don't first of all by that delivery, I don't believe you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What's the name of the band? Yeah. What's the name of the band? Case Choice. Case Choice. It's a shame that Walgreens hasn't bought them out it for their house brand. It sounds like you'd buy like turkey cutlets at a pharmacy and that's the name of the brand. <laughs> 
And you're going too hard on Case Choice. These poor guys. They're still killing it, though. I love that they said, you know what? We had a hit. We can just spin this into gold forever. I love that they're doing it. Makes me happy. We forgot to mention uh, one of the main characters in this movie. Uh, did we? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait, hold on. Let me see who we missed. That's oh, the, the yeah, Kevin Bacon's partner, Daphne Robin Vega. No, Ruben no, Vega. No, the town of the town of Blue Bay. That's right. It's there, a shout out in a it, very weird a, line. It gets a lot of yes, the great line. There, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lot of they try to set the world up a little bit to where Blue Bay is this elite place where the fancy pants live and maybe a real place i don't know it sounds like sea island at hilton head where it's like sure sure elevated airs they really are selling this blue bay thing pretty hard in this movie i tell you what kevin bacon uh, kevin matt dillon i'm sorry matt dillon's character here does not have blue bays you know what i'm saying because are you talking about sam lombardo sam lombardo is getting he's the town lothario like he a lot of women have experienced rid his dick yes they've experienced the trappings the sexual trappings of one Sam Lombardo. They cannot get enough of this man's his, uh, lovemaking his, prowess. His quote-unquote trophy. His peen. The Lombardo trophy. He is known around town, obviously, as like someone that was grew up there, that was, you know, is rocking the townsfolk. And then, you know, I like he's also adored by people at his high school. Now, the the two main women here are you know Denise Richards and Nev Campbell play high schoolers, but I believe that they were in their mid to late twenties when they portrayed these these characters. So right. Denise Richards for sure was like twenty seven, twenty six, twenty seven or something when she but looks like a high schooler. Does she? No, she looks like a grown ass woman. Now Denise Richards, was this like what had she done before this? Do you know? Was the Bond movie before this or after this? There's no way it was before Well, maybe it was before this. I don't think so. I think she got the Bond movie. Cause I think this kind of made her famous, this movie. I thought she was in some, right. some teen comedy or something that made her. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. Oh, she was in Starship Troopers, of course. That was it. That's the one. And then The World Is Not Enough, Valentine. You know, she had a very brief undercover brother. She had a very brief time when she was in. She was able to be in stuff legitimately. And then she was in she's straight to DVD business stuff. Or, she's got some business now. That's kind of is she? Yeah. And she was married to Charlie Sheen. Poor woman has a bunch of kids with him. I think, but she's still acting. She's still out there. She's had uh, a lot of work done. One of our greatest, I'd say, one of our greatest actresses, mm-hmm. Nev Campbell. By the way, we talked about her last time too because she recently turned down Scream. But she kind of made an interesting career for herself a little bit. You're welcome to subscribe to pick, that. Picky, little picky. Every once in a while, comes back to the screen movie and then goes off and does movies that you know showcase her artistic side. Movies that you don't watch, I guess. Mm-mm. Not a huge Nev. Uh, Not even close. Fan? I will Nev say fan? this: she's got a, a little nose, and I like that. That's that's kind of a neat notice there. What is that? Why do you like it? Is that a, is that something that? Yeah, I like it. You're attracted to a small nose. No, I just think it's because I know that they say that in Hollywood or in in superstars in general, they. There's usually big features. That's usually what people that what makes them right. special. She got a little ass nose. She got would you call it a button nose? I guess I've never seen a button that like that. But yeah, sure, make it happen. Yeah, well, I'm gonna look her up. I, I never noticed her nose. I mean, I'm, well, and it, and it, uh, of course Denise Richards has a very pointy, very specific nose. We've spoken volumes about Kevin Bacon's schnoz, right? She got a little bit. Neff Campbell reminds me a little bit of like Rachel McAdams, just a little bit. I Just get a little tiny smidgen, a smidgen. Whose career would you rather have? Let's be honest. It's not even close. I mean, I would rather have Rachel McAdams because she got to play um, Bezzarides or whatever. Was the <laughs> character from... <laughs> Season two of True Detective? Yeah, True Detective. 
No, Rachel McAdams. Is it Bezzarides? Yeah, National Treasure. What are you talking about? Is she a National Treasure? I don't know. I've never seen any of those movies. She's a National Treasure. She's a National Treasure with Nick Cage? Yeah. She's a National Treasure. She's Canadian. That's a nation. I think she's Canadian. She thinks she has done it better than Nev. I'd say they're kind of similar. Not even in, close. In their... it's, it's not even close. I think they have similar careers. Although, I think Rachel McAdams delivered a career best performance game night recently in game night yeah she's so funny she's so good in that movie i feel like she could have won some kind of award for it i don't know but she's great she's always reliable and i i, I noticed that one of the uh, streaming services is really trying to force red eye down my throat again i can't go there but that's a connection both watched work, it today both work watched with west craven no demon you fucking today. suck I was supposed to do work. I was like, I got to do work. And then I just started watching Red Eye. I watched The Firm last yesterday. Well, that's great. And then I, for some reason, it was pushing Red Eye. Like I, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot, which I, I do like that movie. I have to say, I, it's I, not a bad movie. I watched The Firm today. You watched it today? You're in that sex scene. <laughs> I mean, there are two movies that I think are pretty good. Red Eye sucks. It doesn't. It doesn't suck. Right it's nice. like a, obviously kind of a Hitchcock inspired movie, but let's get back to this one. Can't even watch the Sharks of Flight Plan. <laughs> this movie. So at the beginning of this movie, we're still talking about the very beginning, by the way. I, um, 44 minutes in. Here we go. The guidance counselor, Matt Dillon, is giving a presentation to an auditorium of restless teens. And he writes on the board, on the chalkboard, sex, and everybody cheers. And then he throw some hot, you know, cold water on everybody by also following that up with crimes. And then underlining the word crimes three times. Yeah, sex sex crimes. And there's a big pause between there. And then, and then a nearsighted words. person in the crowd loses their shit. Then they put their glasses on and then they're crestfallen. They thought Scott Grimes was coming out. <laughs> Star of Critters, right? Yeah. So and then, But he's also in... Still working. He's in that uh, sci-fi show. Yeah, the Cronenberg. It's like... Grimes of the Future. <laughs> oh, the guy that does a Family Guy sci-fi oh, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, he's in Orville. Orville. This is literally uh, the anyways. first scene with dialogue that we're and we're just at it. And they're throwing paper airplanes in the audience. There's the, a lot of that's how a lot of thrown paper in this movie. Let me zoom in. I, he gets a crumpled up I, illustration I in one scene. Right. I can't believe that. Like, I remember re being restless as a teen in the audience, and like, but I never folded up an airplane. You know, like I never did that, and then. then you know, you know what I'm saying? Like made a paper airplane. Is that something that restless teens do, Nick? Yes. Airplanes. I, I was sort of a bad student. I, I tried to make a paper car and push it across the room. It just didn't have the same effect. But yeah, no. I've Let me reframe this question. Let me do paper planes cause havoc and mayhem in a crowd. And then the people, it just stirs up the crowd. And then the, the people that are, you know, like kind of the authorities are upset. They're yeah. like, fucking paper airplanes. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. In, in the school they, setting, that's like a burning monk in, in the center of town. And if I zoom in, I think two are thrown. Now, I, I will say this about myself. Not that anybody really cares. I'm pretty good at making paper airplanes. I can yeah. make them. I can make a good one, and I can make it go pretty far. How, how's your... I'm solid. I can do trick planes and, and planes that go distance. I'm more of a distance man. Do you ever tear... When you make of a paper course. plane, do you, is there any tearing? Of course. Yeah. Make a loop. Got to make a loop. Stabilizer. Yeah, but you, you know? do it. You tear it. Yeah, yeah. You so know I, what's I do it. Fuck, though. Put a little dent in it. I didn't realize this yeah. until this moment. I drew a lot of swastikas on planes when I was younger. Why? On paper airplanes. Because you were decking them out. After you created them, deck them out. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember I would make. But why deck them out with the? Well, you know, those like are the villains. Like I do. Symbol. Yeah, I would do both. But I just guess now you don't want to have any sort of uh, physical evidence of a swastika. Period. And back then, it right. seemed so innocent. It seemed innocent, huh? You mean just because you were right? You were crafting some bad guys. I was, but yeah, it's making airplanes and putting. But I mean, definitely an easy symbol to draw. And you know, that's part of that's one of the reasons it's. By the way, I I found a way to improve the swastika. I did a couple of like Van Halen like motifs on the on each angle you yeah know? you decorated them yeah. okay well that's so I think that's fine i mean you come to the show for a better swastika swastika is making a nice uh, new you know appearance lately in america a lot of people uh gathering around that symbol a lot of pieces of shit have brought that back in you know anyway speaking of like this is kind of connected john mcnaughton directed this film and we've done his mad dog and glory he what's some other films he's henry done henry Portrait 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 Portrait, yeah henry i want to call him harry Henry Portrait of the Serial Killer, and he, what else did he, has he done? I know why you're going to get confused, because you remember that movie, Henry and the Hendersons? <laughs> but he has the same name, minus an H, John McNaughton. I don't know if you ever saw this guy's illustrations. He's like a big Trump. He draw he like paints Trump as like on a motorcycle. Like he tries to paint Trump cool, like in these weird, like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Do you know this guy's pictures? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's kind of like a Norman Rockwell type painter, but he, he'll paint like you know, big figures in the Republican Party in like heroic stances or doing heroic things or doing cool things, you know, like complete fiction. And so he has the same name as John McNaughton, which I thought was funny because I just looked up John McNaughton to see what he was doing and that guy comes up. So that guy's overtaken this director's fame, sadly. Speaking of, you you just added those paintings to your cart. You never checked out, just as a reminder. I when I saw that guy's work, I thought he was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I thought he was like making fun of those people because it, it, it's so ridiculous to ever paint Trump like in any cool, well, there are, cool way. There are no, was a joke. There are no examples in history of leaders who have paintings made of them looking heroic and. No, I know that. I just thought for here, I was just like, there's, this has got to be a joke, and it wasn't. I, I guess that guy's a very, you know, he, he it probably is a scam. He probably is doing it to make money, obviously, but he seems all in on it. He sucks. Anyway, Dylan, um, Matt Dillon in khakis in this. Let me get your take. What do you think of him in khakis? You could put Matt Dillon in anything, and I'm thrilled. Or- I, th- I th- suspected that would be your answer. He's also in boat shorts, I believe, in some... A lot of sailing in this you movie. You put him in anything or nothing. The Flamingo Kid, Nick. Yeah. Matt Dillon. He also played, uh, what, Moody? Uh, what is it, Moody in My Bodyguard? Do you remember the Flam- Flamingo Kid? Of course I do. When that movie came out, my middle school or something... I don't know what happened, but they gave us like the scholastic reader version of this Flamingo Kid. Hank Sarles? Like, you know, <laughs> he didn't write that one. Who is the know, love that... interest, the blonde girl in that? I don't know. No, you no do. Idea. You absolutely know she's big. Big deal. And and there's an older woman who's a big deal, too, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't he have a, a love affair with a, like a Lauren Hutton type or somebody like that? Well, it's such a weird movie to like make a like scholastic thing about. Because he has sex with women? <sighs> Yeah, is is that true? Oh yeah, he bangs for sure. Yeah, so I think he was a yeah Janet Jones, that, Janet Jones, and yeah American I, Anthem. I don't know who American Anthem. Wayne Gretzky's wife, beautiful. I don't remember Bronson Pinchot's in it though. You, why do you skip the best? You, you talk about Bro- Bronson Pinchot and or completely Brosnan? skim over Richard Crenna and and Leon. Oh, I love Leon. See, he died, didn't he? Did I don't think so. I thought we lost. No, I don't I think we so. lost Leon. No, you're always wrong. He's not gone. He's not gone. Played Fortune Smith. He's only ten years older than us. He lives. He's still out there. Yeah. Still out there acting. Still killing it. He was in City in the Hill. I think. Uh, I think Hill. we know his best line of dialogue of all time, though. Which is a Kevin Bacon show. What's your What is What's it? your favorite Leon 
line delivery. I'm drawing a blank. No bullets, bitch. What's that from? Cliffhanger. Is it from the Scholastic Reader of the Flamingo <laughs> Kid? All right, so you know Nev Campbell. Very, her character is like an. Everybody else is kind of into. I think Matt Dillon's character. Nev seems a little bit. Mm, you know, she's not. She's kind of wary around him. And Denise Richards offers to wash his Jeep. He's like, "What are you doing? So we gotta come wash your Jeep for this is for charity." And he's like, "He agrees to it." Literally, they has come over. Never not led to sex. They come over, her and her friend come over to wash the Jeep. And I will zoom in. They do a pretty good job washing that Jeep. Like they, you know what I'm saying? I know washing things is supposed to be like sexy and stuff like that. He's not really out there when they're washing it. And they're doing, I think they do a pretty good, you get the Jeep clean. Like they do a great job. Mm -hmm. Then he uh, possibly, you know, then this is when that the possible rape happens. I Uh, felt, you know, she she goes into his house. She's all dripping wet. She's alone. And he's supposed to be getting something to give, like a ticket to give her. And then they cut away, and then she's seen exiting his house, and she's very upset. Mm-hmm. And so then she accuses him I of rape. I feel shortchanged about the other girl in that car, in that Jeep washing scenario. Yeah, you do, huh? Yeah. Because she's got curly hair. She seems on the up and up. I don't know what happened to her. You know, you wonder who she is, huh? Yeah. We should zoom in. We should give her a shout. Yeah. Well, they did a sequel to this. Maybe she was in that. That Jeep needs a cleaning again later in the movie. Yeah, you're right. I didn't mean to zoom too far ahead. If I, can I take a little side tangent? Before we do, before we yeah, start recording, please. I was like, let's make this a thrifty episode. How are we doing? <laughs> she uh, she acts as if she were raped by Mr. Matt Dillon, Sam Lombardo. And, of course, he is brought to justice to speak for his crimes, whereas Teresa Russell delivers the line that I think you were talking about earlier. She's incredulous that her daughter would be involved in such a, a horrible situation. And what did she say? She says, my daughter does not get raped in Blue Bay. That's so true. There it is. That's the line that stuck out to me. Which was the name of that Sally Field movie, right? It's an insane thing to say. And, you know, this is before, when Denise Richards, she's out there. Ski, she skips school and skeet shoots. And a very worried Teresa, Teresa Russell, her mom, who has earlier hit on Matt Dillon because they have a past. And also banging the pool boy. And bang, and she's involved in the sexing of the pool boy. She hears her daughter say this. She goes straight to the police. And, you know, then this is when what happens is uh, there's, you know, Matt Dillon then hires Bill Murray's character. He's like this cheap lawyer. You know, no one's going to no one's going to be able to to actually represent Matt Dillon because he's up against it. Uh, Tracer Russell has all the money in the world. He doesn't. He, he's got to and nobody really wants to go up against her just because of that. So he, Bill Murray takes the case. Uh, his character, and then they do go to court. And what happens? Well, first, first of all, Teresa Russell delivers the first nudity of the film. She does. Yeah, she she's naked. She's naked. And then, mm-hmm. secondly, before the courtroom scene, uh, De- Denise Richards's character gives testimony about the incident, whereas Kevin Bacon and his partner and a lawyer are watching it. And the lawyer is watching this testimony, her describing this rape, and his eyes are like, "Yeah, baby." And his feet are his feet are up on the desk. You notice he he was. He was enjoying the testimony for the wrong reasons. That's yeah. the vibe I got from it. Yeah, and, and the Kevin Bacon's partner here is also very skeptical of Denise Richards. Uh, she thinks she's lying. You know, she, Where Kevin Bacon is saying, this guy is guilty, he's dirty. His partner is like, there's something off here. She's lying. She doesn't really believe her. And so we don't really believe her either. That's kind of, in a way, we're very much led to kind of sympathize with Matt Dillon, who has who's shown... That he is really kind of try to keep her at arm's length. Anyway, I, for example, I thought he died. I thought he gets killed by them later, but I didn't. I forgot that he's in on it. Yeah. 
So that's one thing I forgot. There's uh, there's also a huge zoom here. Matt Dillon, they show him at his uh, residence, and he has way too many iguanas in that tank. Think so? Wait, you can't have that many iguanas in that small of a space. This is a huge zoom. Yeah. Why not? Would they hurt each other? Oh, they might do that, but mm-hmm. but they also they need um, they need they need space. Like I think I've talked about that they could really cause a ruckus, and if they get agitated in there, they would tear each other apart. It's just just trying to scurry a ro- you know, scurry over one another. There's like six. Okay, of think them of that. There. Just think of those two iguanas in a tank. Just this, just heating up. It's just ready just to pop off when someone throws a paper airplane in the middle of that. <laughs> What would happen? Fucking lighten the powder keg, man. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Bill Murray. So you're right. Bill Murray is there and uh, he is wearing a neck brace and I hate it. That's the thing. That's the only thing I remember from the movie is him wearing a neck brace. Yeah. It's because he was and he takes it off. He's like, he's just wearing it around because these guys were around. He has to pretend that he was. He's like, you know, like one of these ambulance, chasers. Amb- ambulance yeah. chasers. Yeah. But we, we skipped this part. I don't want to leave anything out. <laughs> Matt Dillon says possibly the meanest thing I've ever heard said about a boat including the Titanic. He calls a boat a stink pot because <laughs> one of his students is pointing out a very fetching boat in the waters and, and he's like, man, what a great boat. And Matt says, that's a stink pot, Jimmy. And then he points out a bigger boat. Now that's the one. He you doesn't want. point out a bigger yeah. boat. He points out a sailboat because he doesn't believe engine driven boats are is sailing, is boating. This is a huge zoom. Is that what's going on yeah, in the scene? I thought he, I thought it was a bigger boat. No, he's, he he's uh, motor shaming. Is he motor yeah. shaming? Oh, my fault. Yeah, this is great. And I get it. Yeah. I have a friend uh, who is a sailor and owns a sailboat, and he, yeah. he has a similar view. If you you're not really doing anything on a powerboat, whereas mm-hmm. in a sailboat, you are actually, and we find out later in the story, very much responsible for your own destiny. So Matt Dillon is seen in a scene again, like at the beginning of the film, where he's skimming the top of the swamp waters in the, in one of these airboats, right? Mm-hmm. Like with the big phantom back. I'm glad we're going I, back all, to the beginning. All I, I'm just, no, this is, this is happens again. All I kept thinking was like, this is something that Tom Cruise would never, he could never, you know what I'm saying? Not enough danger. I mean, he has he ever, that's the thing. He hasn't Matt Dillon has, he hasn't. I bet that rubs Cruise wrong. That he hasn't been able to fit in one of these in his movies. You know, I bet he gets, he's a little bit upset about it. Well, I, I, I'm a little worried. I'm, a, I'm worried that just cause may have beat this movie to cinemas though. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne is he in that movie? Of course he is. <laughs> there may be an airboat in that one. Damn it! And I- Absolutely on no one's radar. What is just cause? I know Larry Lawrence Fishburne's in it. What else, what is it about? Who's in it's it? A, it's a crime flick. It's great. It's a it's a crime flick. I think Hopkins. Somebody else good is in it. Oh, is it? Wait, Connery. Tim and Connery. Yeah, it's it's it a might. it's a swampy. Oh, it is Connery. It's a swampy Louisiana crime flick. I love it. It's not a bad movie. Just cause, but it was my favorite. Was the movie is uh, the name is perfect. Yeah, because they said why does why all these murders keep happening? And Connor goes just cause, right? Or why why did you see that movie? Just cause. Kate Cap oh Kate Capshaw's in it. They 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 got her. They got Capshaw. How? So I get what they had to identify like three buses bus photographs to. Oh my God! Listen to all these people. Point out the point out the stoplights, and then you could at Harris. Scarlett Johansson's in this early scar, early scar, Yeah, early, early George Plimpton, Chris Sarandon in that Ed Beatty, man, we got to do this one. You don't need to uh, tell plus, me fucking twice. Lawrence Fishburne plays a character named Sheriff Tanny Brown. All right. That's all right. Just causes cue it up. Let's go swamp. Let's go swamp out. We'll see if there's an airboat in that. I believe there is an alligator incident in that story. Mm. Keeping the connective tissue of the show. Next episode, just cause I don't care if it's a thousand dollars. Is it streaming? 
Is it or is it screaming? I don't like to be rented. And then I think the Criterion sells this month. They cut away before we get to find out how much Bill Murray charges, which I thought was bad filmmaking. But we get to see we get to see something that's like a, a rare butterfly. We get to see Robert Wagner say bad words in this movie. Yeah, Robert Wagner got a big head. I don't know if it's his hair, this beautiful head of hair, or he says he has a big head. He like has a, a, Flintstone a square head. head too. He's got a he's, he's got yeah. super square. He's a shit actor. <laughs> I like his daughter, Natasha Grayson Wagner. You're not even joking. That really is his daughter. Mm-hmm. I do like her. I think she retired before him. I don't think she's around anymore, is she? She's still I think it's his daughter with Natalie Wood, I believe. That's Christmas presents. She is in here's the she was in the Altman film, right? I'm not she's sure. She's that one with with uh with Robert Downey. Maybe it's Michael Tolkien or some one of those guys. But anyway, well, we're, your favorite directing your favorite directing Tolkien. Oh, I was thinking of Toback. Never mind. That's your favorite. That's director. who it was. Maybe him. Yeah, let me so this case falls apart, Nick. We're at an hour in, and I think this is the first twenty minutes of the movie. This case falls apart because Bill Murray somehow gets Denise uh, to Nev Campbell to confess on stand. Cause Nev Campbell, we didn't say this yet. Nev Campbell also accuses Matt Damon, uh, Matt Dillon of rape and Matt Damon. And it's a surprise turn. The actor, Matt Damon comes up. Um, and, uh, so they're both in this, uh, at, you know, this it's a plot of the last duel uh, almost on trial on trial. And, um, Bill Murray's grilling. Nev Campbell gets her to confess that she kind of made this, all this up with the help of Denise Richards to, to kind of, you know, obviously take down uh, Matt Dillon as a ploy and Bill Murray can't believe his luck. He's so thrilled that he won the case. And now Matt Dillon can sue this rich family. Right. And he does. And he does. And he gets a huge payday. So, and you're like, wow, where's this movie going? Cause this is only like a half hour in. It's a weird turn. Mark McCauley. I mentioned earlier, I think I've mentioned him on the show before. Mm-hmm. A, a Miami actor. So if you ever see his face, you know the film was made in Miami. I don't think he's ever left the damn city. But yeah. he is a stuntman actor, an extra and all that. He's in a billion movies. And I've always loved him because he looks like if you took Michael Ironside and put him in the, like, the Fly's Telepod with like a bunch of cheeseburgers. Of course, that's what Michael Ironside I, looks like now. But Who does he play in that? I can't remember. He's her his dad. Or her, he's the guy that wrestles with the alligator the whole movie. I guess that guy is that her brother or whoever that guy is. Yeah. Her uncle, maybe Mark McCullough. I love him. Whatever I see, I know there was a period of time in the nineties when if you saw him, you know, he was about to get shot. Sort of like Allian. I love him. Right. I love him so much, but I did Played notice something. I did notice something about John McNaughton. He is not a good actor's director. So why I, I just, he doesn't seem to have any bearing on performance. You know, so if a performer is good, they excel because they're a good performer. But if they're not, I don't, I don't think he gives them much to work with. He doesn't seem like the that kind of director. And I have no, ex, you know, experience or any reason to think this other than just the product. Well, there is a couple. There's a weird scene with Nev Campbell. I think it's part of it is because they're playing. They're these actresses are trying to play teenagers, right? And so there's a part where Kevin Bacon and his partner are interrogating, uh, or walking outside with Nev Campbell to to kind of get her on the record, like she wants to tell tell them something about Matt, Matt Dillon. And she's doing this weird walk towards the camera. Like she's kind of like doing this, like skip, like, you know, like, I don't know what it is. Like it's, it's very self-conscious. And so I, I was, I was thinking that that is very strange. It doesn't, it just seems very actorly. And I think it's because she's trying to act like a teenager. Well, I was, um, my, my reasoning was different. I, I worship Matt Dillon. I love him. Mm-hmm. He sucks in this movie. I don't think he sucks. I think he's really bad. And I don't think Nev Campbell sucks in this. I think she's actually pretty good in it, but she's given a lot to do more than anybody. This this movie's fun. Like it's, it's like a fun twisty movie. 
you know, the, it plays with audience expectation. It's kind of grimy. It's just, it seems, it's just ridiculous. Nev Campbell does have one awful scene. What? There's a scene where, uh, I don't remember who it is, goes to visit her somewhere. Maybe it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And and she's hysterionic and she says, don't touch me. And she raises her fist as if she's going to punch him. And then she holds her fist back with her other hand like she's stopping a like a speeding train or something like she. Yeah. It's a really mm-hmm. poorly orchestrated scene. I think the other thing with the McNaughton is he doesn't know when to cut. So scenes last too long. And so it allows actors to have to fill that space. And it, a second is a lifetime sometimes with this kind of stuff. I just think it's. Well, she's she's putting she's supposed to be this like small town, like kind of trashy teen, like kind of goth. I don't know. And she's but she's playing a part in a way. So some of this affectation that she's doing, I guess, is a role that she's playing. Anyway, this is where it lets the after this after Matt Dillon gets paid. He goes in, he's staying, he can't live in his house anymore, and he's staying in a hotel, and who's in that hotel waiting for him? Both of the girls. Mm-hmm. And How do we know? Dirty footprints. He sees footprints on the floor, yep. And they start, Matt Dillon and Denise Richards, I believe, I think it's them, start to kiss. And you're like, what's happening? What's happening here? I thought, and then you realize that Matt Dillon has orchestrated all this to happen. Well, at that time, you don't know that it, he's. You think it's a, that they're all in it together. He doesn't come off he, as he, a mastermind he, until a little later. I think. I think he does in the scene. I think he he gives a little cocked eyebrow, like "Way to go!" You know, we did it. You know that kind of thing. And then he kisses Denise Richards, her philtrum. Hell yeah! Right into that pointy ass nose. Kind of misses her. Misses the lip and gets gets in the you know the in between part. He, he thought he was kissing factotum. <laughs> His best known role, right? Directed it. Yeah, and then who else is in the in the hotel room? Um, Mark McCauley. <laughs> oh, no. Wish. Nev Campbell. Wish. And it- Nev Campbell's in there, and they and they start to. This is the famous scene from the movie. They start to have what is known as a zoom in threesome, mm-hmm. and you know, Matt Dillon's kissing both ladies. Then he asks the two ladies to kiss, and then everybody gets naked. Denise Richards gets really naked. And then they cut away after this. Everything starts to get hot and heavy. Yeah, they are they're all over it. Now, there's an unrated version of this movie. I don't think we watched it. I didn't know that. Yeah, I found out today in the trivia. I don't know if we watched it or not. Now, before the before this scene, we missed. There's a couple of things that I have to bring up. We get mm-hmm. to see Matt Dillon in a blue jumpsuit, and I don't think we can discount that. It's pr- okay. pretty badass to get to see him in a blue jumpsuit during his mm-hmm. prison scene. And what does his cellmate say? Probably the worst line of dialogue in the movie when he when he gets locked in the cell at the end of the night. There, what does his new cellmate say to him? What you tell me? You're the new chicken liquor. <laughs> I felt dirty, and I, <laughs> that's not good. One of my f- oh, maybe you know what? Matt Dillon doesn't kiss Denise Richards' f- filter. He kisses his girlfriend Barbara or whatever. That he he is dating. Da- I think Robert Wagner's daughter. His characters who is. His character's daughter, not Natasha Grayson Wagner, but his character's daughter. And she is like kind of, he comes, she's very rich. Like she's like a, remember, I don't know. She's what, like she's Muffy like from a, Trading Places. Right. And that's who he, that's who he goes in for the Filtrum kiss. He kisses different things on Denise Richards later. later. You can't, ha- you can't hate his instincts. Now we, we always call the actors, yeah. the characters by the actor's name. But what do you remember? You know, you remember Sam Lombardo. I think Nev's character is Susie. Do you remember Denise Richards' character or Kevin Bacon's character's name? Yeah. Pound Donaldson. Pound Donaldson's her, and then Hangdog McGee is Bacon. Yeah. Robert, Wagner, uh, Robert okay. Wagner plays Stovepipe. One word. 
Uh, he played. Oh, he's got a great name, Matt Bacon or Kevin Matt Bacon. Kevin Bacon plays Ray Duquette, right. which is a great name. Nev Campbell plays Susie Toller, also good. Denise Richards plays Kelly Van Ryan. Yeah, they have a their estate is the Van Ryan estate. They have a gate. They they have a gate outside their house with their initials on it. And another scene where McNaughton fucked up. There's a scene where Kevin Bacon asked to be let in the gate, and then we have to wait for the gate to sort of open for him to walk through it, and then for it to open the rest of the way. I think he could have just had him showed up at the door, and nobody would have cared. Come on, come on, John McNaughton. There is something. Okay, so yeah, they're they're scheming together. Matt Dillon's gotten paid off. He's gonna this tryst is their last night together before they go their separate directions and uh, and find a way to split this money. But we get to see something phenomenal. We get to see the original website for SunTrust Bank in this movie. <laughs> what does it look like? I didn't it notice. It is the oldest. It is. It looks like the first week of HTML. <laughs> and I was thrilled. He prints out that website, which is just... Uh, you know, like <laughs> he prints it out, he prints that website out to share it, to show it to somebody. I mean, what a great thing. And then, of course, Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. is sort his character. We're, we're led to believe uh, Mr. Duquette is uh, is figuring things out. Now, obviously, we find out that that's not exactly the case, but he goes to visit Denise Richards at her swim class or what a swim team thing. And mm-hmm. McNaughton tries so hard to pull a fast times at Ridgemont High shot here. Did you notice that? Yeah, I think this is kind of a famous scene, though. I mean, this is something that there's a lot of stills of her in a blue. Well, it's because she's nipping out. Bathing like, suit. The nipples, she's nipping yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Man, they tried hard. And, and he's not a stylish director. That's why I think a lot of this stuff is clunky. Because Henry is a very poorly made film that just happens to be a star making turn from Michael Rooker, a list actor nobody forgets. He makes like industrial cinema. Like it's almost like he's shooting uh, an industrial, you know, how to like a documentary yeah, feel. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Mad, Mad Dog and Glory is similar, I think, but I don't think he's. I don't think either this. I don't think Bad Mad Dog and Glory or this. I don't think these are bad films. Right, well, let's get to what you want to talk about. What do I want to talk about? Richard's cordless phone. I have it written down on my notes. I know. I said this is. This is what I said. She has an insane cordless. It is a very insane. It looks like a. It's it's, it's a, like yellow and yeah. It's got it's got it's got some pizzazz to it. You know, it's got some style to it. Is it a to curling it. a iron? Phone. Is it a phone? I can't even tell anymore. You want it to show your personality. That's what you. That's the kind of cordless phone that she bought. But yeah, she's anyway. Kevin Bacon's, Bacon's been sniffing around, and everybody's getting a little worried. And these people that have conspired are starting to get a little nervous. It seems. In fact, Denise Richards, it seems at one point, tries to drown Nev Campbell in their pool. And then they start kissing instead. Right. Kevin Bacon's watching this all happen and doing nothing about it. We find out why later. Right. When I was watching the movie, having forgotten everything. See, that's a weird thing for a cop to do. I'm glad we're starting to barrel into the actual end of the movie. I got such a big zoom. Okay, let's hear it. Carrie Snodgrass. Do you notice anything about her costuming in this movie? Is that uneventful term? She's wearing yellows, right? Let's talk about the earrings. She's wearing yellows. Did you see that? I didn't notice. So she has puka shell earrings in this. Oh, earrings, huh? And guess what puka shell earrings are a dead ringer for, which this will so turn your crank. Sure. Sugar smacks. <laughs> if you were to look, if you were to put, let's say a crime was committed by a sugar smack and you put a puka shell in the police lineup, that puka shell is mm-hmm. going to prison for life. We're going to have, to, we're going to have to find a picture of her earrings I'll, and then zoom in. I believe you. I believe you, but I want to see photographic I'll do a side-by-side on the Instagram. Please, yeah. That's good. So you're saying that she styled herself out, off, in a way, like after a serial piece, like a piece of no, cereal. No, I don't know. I just, 
she shows up. I mean, he could. She's wearing. It could be like. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah. She's wearing I mean, them in could. every scene, and it was infuriating mm-hmm. me because I don't. I, I I didn't know what they were. I was, that's not a conch. It's not a barnacle. Yeah. And I don't. I, I know I had the term puka shell. Now it makes all the sense. But I was doing frantic internet searches, seashell earring, aquatic. You know. And finally, when puka, you're doing the work, you're right, doing the work. I mean, yeah. more work than I did on the film itself. And then. Mm-hmm. When I finally reached, you know, my, my my point where I found it, I knew why. And that was the connection. I was like, that looks just like. And sure enough, I went over and did a sugar smack search. And it was like my eyes were open for the first time. Now, here's the thing. If if your earring falls into a bowl of milk, no harm, bowl of alligator milk, for example, no harm, no foul, right? Mm-hmm. Here's another thing I'm going to zoom in on real quick. I'm going to piggyback on your Zoom. And I'm going to put this out there. The last name Stodgrass, is it the best last name? It's one of the worst to have to have on Earth. It's one of the worst. Yeah, it's too close Why? to snotgrass. So you think it it edges too close to to something that is kind of gross? Yeah, yeah. I I I'd be a proud person with that. I think that's a great last name. It's very memorable. You hear it once, you don't forget it. You pair it with Carrie, for example. I just like it. I just like the way it sounds together. I went to high school with somebody with that last name. Snodgrass. Huh? Did you not like them? Wasn't a fan. Well, is that is that perhaps influencing your no attitude yeah, towards they were, the last they name. They were awesome. They were an awesome person. What about as a first name? How do you feel? Snodgrass is a first name. It changes the entire song. And so you would yeah. you're more pro. Yeah, instant favorite. Yeah. Snodgrass Johansson. Right. Yeah, I can get behind it. Snod for short. Snodgrass Pendergast. <laughs> I'd be all over it. So then Neff Campbell is was murdered. Oh. Oh yeah, and you know so what happens is Denise Richards and takes Nev Campbell out to uh, the Bone Zone. I don't know Stone, where they're it's going. It's called Stoner Beach. The beach. Or they, it's a nickname that the Kevin Bacon is prized. And she's drunk, and she she's laying in the sand, and then she's, she's Matt drunk. Dylan she's drunk shows acting. up. Yeah, Matt Dillon shows up with a wine bottle, and then proceeds to bludgeon her. You don't see it, but in a very kind of artistic shot, bludgeons her to death with it. Then you see her dead body. Nothing artistic the about bloody it. bloody mouth. Nothing artistic. Sort of. Yeah. And Denise Richards and Matt Dillon wrap her up in a in a plastic tarp or plastic sheet, and then they put her in the back of his Jeep. So Nev Campbell murdered. When you see that close-up of her in the body bag, her squished face, did you think of my island? <laughs> no, and I didn't. But you know, here's what's but weird. I was here's like, what's weird. I mean, obviously, I was like, "Oh, she dies in this." That's what I was thinking. And she doesn't because we're. This is just, you know, we we tell the truth here. It's twisting and turning. The thing that yeah, blows which... me away though is why does Matt Dillon put on the act when they're the only two people there? They're both in on it. Why is he putting on the act? Denise Richards is at the car getting materials. Why is he putting on the act to, to lure her into the beach for you know? It just doesn't make any sense to me. What do you mean? Because the stuff that they're showing, you know, I, I get it. You want to keep the audience guessing, but you can't. No, no, they're f- they're faking. They're faking out Denise Richards. She's not there. I understand. She, no, well, she. I know, but what I'm saying is, they oh, they yeah. have like a, a bunch of back and forth dialogue of him trying to lure her to the beach for a drink. You know, where he's, you know, where you know he's, it's it's nefarious. But Denise Richards has already gone to the car and is not within earshot of them. So why not say, all right, let's go do the tooth thing? Oh yeah. So I I, it's it's audience subversion, and I don't. And it, it, sometimes it just bothers me when they do that kind of stuff because it, there's a way to do it without tipping your hand, and there's a way to do it without lying to your audience. And I think they kind of You're such a killjoy. I don't mind. All it. right, I'm just a killjoy. I think this movie is pretty fair with this stuff. I don't think this is too. Let's talk. I don't think this is too out of bounds for it. It doesn't definitely doesn't linger on them. 
too much. All right. Well, then let me. You know, Denise Richards could certainly be in within earshot. They're like they're playing roles. I All guess. right. Well, Carrie Snodgrass's ring looked like shredded wheat. <laughs> then Denise Richards gets killed by Kevin Bacon. He goes over because he thinks something happened. He goes over and he shoots her to death because she takes a shot at him. But you know that's something smelly with that one too. And so then you know, end of the movie happens. Let's just let's, let's speed let's through get this. Through, man. Let's get it. So Matt Dillon's on a in a hotel room in a I guess like a tropical paradise, and then lo and behold, who's there? Dirty footprints first. Kevin Bacon is in the but shower. dirty footprints leading in. That's how he knows. And uh, is it wet footprints or dirty? Wet and dirty. I always think it's wet. Yeah. So um, and then Matt Dillon throws they're they're friends. You're like, what are they, what are you talking about? How's this cop friends with Matt Dillon? That's they've conspired. Matt, you know, um, old Duquette's been in on this the whole time. What? That's when you get to see uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, full peen. <laughs> you get to see his peen. Yeah, you get to see his. Which was a which was a supposed to be a mistake, I guess, and they kept it in. And and Kevin Bacon was fine with them because he's hanging he's hanging all sorts of fruits in that one. It's hanging long, Nick. So he he was okay with it. Like here's half a foot loose. And um, it was this. Is this hap- This happens, and then Kevin makes a split the money, and Matt Dan- Dillon's like, "Well, the money's not here yet. Let's go out on a boat." So I basically, so I can kill you. Yeah, there, I mean, that's- there is so much dialogue in the second half of this movie that is so obviously ill-intentioned. It just it, it, are these people that dumb, or is it that the, they're just telling a story to, to to an audience intentionally cranking up the the hamminess of it? Which I get. I don't mind it. Okay. So you know that. Kevin Bacon probably shouldn't get on this boat. They go on the boat. Matt Dillon keeps asking him to do stuff on the boat, which he's unfamiliar with, and he knocks him into the water. Kevin Bacon gets back on the boat, and what happens? A fight breaks out, but what happens, Nick? A spear gun is fired into Kevin Bacon. By? The surprisingly alive and blonde Nev Campbell. Right. Who has been um, in on it all along. Kevin Bacon is then shot again and is set to sea. Yeah, he's in the water bleeding out, and he's... It sucks for him because he's still alive, but it's, it's going to be hard to, to swim back to shore as he's bleeding out. And he goes underwater in slow motion. Yeah, poor guy. He's done. And so Matt then, Dillon still alive. Time to celebrate. Tell him to celebrate. And um, F. Campbell pours Matt Dillon a drink. Matt Dillon's a little suspicious of the drink because at this point, body count is piling up. And she laughs at him. She's like, are you kidding me? Why would you think I poisoned your drink? He takes some sips and then he does get poisoned. <laughs> Jerk, which is pretty great. Then he goes into the water. So Nev, how Nev has all the money, and then in a surprise, they said, "Not there's another twist here. Bill Murray's been in on it, and he like gets her her money, gives her the, gives her the money." Yeah. Now is that a scene in the movie, or is that one of the first post credits? It might be the final. I'm not sure. No, the no, yeah, no. That's scene... the first post credits because she's riding away on the boat at the end. If I'm not mistaken, and then it cuts to that, and then there's a bunch of really piss poor usual suspects reveals. I think Mur- I think that's the final scene with Murray. I don't think that's the that's the weird reveals okay. after the credit. Well, then no, actually, I'll tell you 100%. That's a post credit because I have a note. Okay, why? There's a goat on the beach in that scene. Just a random goat behind Bill Murray, and I I, I had already put my notes away thinking the movie was over. And I had to withdraw mm-hmm. them notes to write down that there was a goat on the beach. So I can guarantee you, you got the, the seal of approval. That's a post credit. That's a post the end. It says the end. And then and then instantly it goes to that. Take it to the bank. SunTrust. I don't know. I, 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 I'll believe you. But I, I, I so then, you know, Murray sniffs the, the drink, too. Like he starts to take a 
drink and then he's wor- worried that it's poisoned or something. It doesn't matter. So yeah, then there's a bunch of post credit scenes, which that's our job, by the way, you know, mid credit scenes. And, um, it kind of explains all of this partnership that's led up to all this stuff and like what happened with Denise Richards and that's- Kevin Bacon murdered her. And then there's like, you know, they show the weird part. So in the movie, they find these two Nev Campbell's teeth on the beach and a bunch of blood. They think that she's been fed to an alligator and they show her pulling her own teeth out. in that scene with Matt Dillon mm-hmm. with a pair of pliers, I was like, man, it's a weird one to pull off. Like you think they could just, just put some blood. They don't need the teeth. A lot of cigars but... in this movie, too. You know what Pull out our own teeth, Nick. Yeah. Is that something you could do? I could pull out her teeth all day long. Are you kidding? I'd love to. Yeah, fair enough. Nose wouldn't get in the way. I, the post-credit stuff was my favorite. Some of my favorite stuff in the movie. I would have liked to have seen yeah, it, Dylan and Bacon kind of as kind of chums hanging out. I would have liked that. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I mean, th- I think this movie's fun. You, you, it's too bad you didn't like it. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's we're too, there's too much good shit like this. I, and, and hey, congrats to us for getting back on the rails in, in an hour and a half. It's on HBO Max, by the way, if anybody wants to watch it. Well, you have to. I mean, the movie might. Oh, is it? Or did I, did I rent it? Is it on It's HBO on one Max? of the streaming services. Look, you're in the swamp in the bayou and there's a worrying sound deep in the mists. Ain't no airboat. It's a tattoo gun, man. You gotta get a yeah. tat put on your body from this movie. What you gonna do? It's a good question. I, I would just, I'm gonna get her two pulled teeth out. And put up her bloody two her bloody teeth. I think she pulled out her front teeth. It was her. It was her and very I, front. Yeah, and um, then but she but then she had some fake ones, I guess, because she they didn't, she's not missing teeth right. in those final right. scenes. So anyway, um, I have those two teeth like tattooed on my chest, but like an inspirational quote underneath because like what she was doing, the reason that she pulled out those teeth was because she was committing to her crime, like committing to the conspiracy or. You know, to get that money. So I put under something like believe you can and you're halfway there. That's something. Or like um, you only fail when you stop trying. That's another one you could go under there. So one of those two, maybe both. You know what I'm saying? Like a couple inspirational quotes, but w- along with those teeth with some like blood droplets around them. Just to kind of just, to, you know, because she was very committed to getting that money. Those teeth look um, those, ahead, t- yeah. those teeth look old when they were fishing them out of the boat. You think so? Yeah, they look old. I, I'd have the, our tattoo artist do maybe yellow them a little bit. I, I wanted to do it like the movie. You know, I don't want anybody to mistake them for other teeth from other movies. Right. I would get a really macabre, Bernie Wrightson-esque black and white. There's a scene where Matt Dillon uh, apparently buries Nev Campbell, and he emerges from the swamp holding a shovel. And it was uh-huh. a very Tales from the Crypt little looking shot of him there. And I just like to get yeah. a Bernie Wrightson-esque mural of, of just like a Matt Dillon emerging from the swamp with the shovel, which tells us a thousand words of the story right there. Yeah. I'm not surprised that you get a Matt Dillon tattoo. Big fan. You are a big fan. How old is a man of a man is he lately? He's in his sixties, I'm guessing, right? He was one of the know, adults man. in the outsiders. Tom Cruise is sixty. I'm assuming he's probably sixty three. There's no way he's sixty three. I don't think he's sixty. Maybe just sixty if anything. Fifty eight. Told you. Super wrong. How old's Kevin? Let's not worry about it. Kevin is 60, have, I believe. He's younger, I thought, Kevin. He's not. I think Kevin Bacon is 60. Kevin, Kevin Bacon looks no, young. No, I'm saying Kevin you know. Dillon. Oh, Kevin Dillon? He's younger than Matt. Yeah, he's 56. Looks older. Does look older. The more talented of the two, I'd say. What the fuck are you talking about? I cannot. I can, I'm can. i just kidding, but I can't hate Kevin No, they're Dillon. both perfect. Well, let's, let's not go back. They are both perfect. Are you kidding me? Let's not go that far. The only you could take your bridges, you could take your fucking quades, take your you could take your take your gosses. 
Dylan Dylan brothers are the best, man. Yeah, yeah. I think Kevin Dylan is very um, nimble as an actor. You know, like he, he just really, he's flexible. He's a chameleon. I guess you're joking. It's almost like he disappears into roles. I can't name anything he's done lately. You know, totally disappears into They're roles. Perfect. Oh, uh, Scorsese always Scorsese always wants to work with him, and he's not. He's always has he worked with anybody like that, Kevin Dillon? Yeah, he worked with uh, Chuck Russell. Worked with Oliver Stone. I think he worked with Michael Lehman. He worked with Doug Ellen a lot. Yeah, Doug, I, I'd equate Doug Ellen with one of the greats. Has Matt Dillon worked with any? Of the, I mean, he's worked with Coppola, but has he worked with anybody in his adult? <clears throat> you think they're? Do you think they're talking those two? Yeah, I think they're tight. I hope so. Um, the movie's over. Credits have rolled. A bunch of stingers have happened, but lo and behold, there's an extra one at the very, very end. Yeah. What you got? What happens? Good. And there's so many already. Could be a good one. There's a dude uh, having a uh, crab cake sandwich on the pier there, and here's a swishing sound, and lo and behold, Matt Dillon and Kevin Bacon slowly swim ashore, holding their, <gasps> you know, holding their aching bodies. Dylan has got puke around his lips. Kevin Bacon's got uh, a, a, a weird... He's made a weird tourniquet out of kelp, and uh, they're okay. They're, and then, you know, Denise Richards ambles out of the morgue slab she's on. She shakes her head, you know, like a little confused, mm-hmm. and just walks out into the night, setting up. Because she, she took two in the chest. I mean, she took two shots into the chest. Yeah, but luckily God. they were stopped yeah, but she's okay. by some fabrications in there. So good for her. They, they did it. They made it. So my scene is Bill Murray. So I talked about the scene where Bill Murray hands her this briefcase full of money or whatever he does at the end. And then he picks up a drink and then kind of looks at it suspiciously like he's going to drink it, but it's her drink. Should he drink it? So my scene is a slumped over Bill Murray on this table. And you see his little, his straw hat tumbling in the island breeze, wherever they are, right? The camera follows Nev Campbell to the boat. You know, on the boat, there's a dead Nev Campbell. So she's on the boat with his briefcase, but there's a there's also a dead Nev Campbell on the boat. The harpoon through her skull. What? And then a hand goes up, starts to peel off a mask. It's Robert Wagner. He wins. The the end. He's got a big nose, Robert Wagner. The final twist. He starts as he reaches for his neck and starts to peel. It's yeah. Mark McCauley. No, um <laughs> look. Mark McCauley was really like we didn't talk about this. He really was slapping those alligators around. Like he, he was really doing some alligator wrestling on that thing. Of course. He kissed one. Of course. He kissed it on the schnoz or it's whatever, it's beak, whatever that 200%, thing is. 200%, yeah. Puts it, rests his head on its mouth. Yeah, yeah. He puts his chin over its snout like mm-hmm. and puts his, like traps his little, yeah, that's, he's doing some crazy moves. Like Tom, like another thing that Tom Cruise would never. Look, the movie's such a huge success. It's been a while, but you've been mm-hmm. given the finance to have your own sequel. I mean, escrow's at the Bank of America. It's time. Mine's obvious. Uh, one of uh, Denise Richards' nipples uh, as a star of its own animated feature. Okay. Breaks off and goes on an adventure, singing and dancing and, and meeting friends and all that. Very Pixar-type story of her nipple kind of just misadventures, running afoul of some you know local creeps and all that, and, and singing. Sure. It's a musical. It's one of the best spinoffs. It's great. She voices the nipple. The singing performances are done, obviously, by the remainder of Destiny's Child to help out. And then... So surefire success sounds awesome yeah. and you said pixar is involved well it's pixar pixar-esque my sequel is on wild things is that a word on sure non-wild things on wild things the nerdiest the nerdiest virgins in school attempt a con like they, accuse, con or? they accuse a ge- geometry teacher of 
of trading in fake Pokemon cards of, you know, you know, like printed out Pokemon cards. Um, they accuse him of um, what's a Pokemon card? Jump Pluff or okay, something, like, you know, Jump Pluff, yeah. the Pokemon card. They, they the card turns out to be actually real, right? Kids are disgraced, but they don't realize that Geometry Tier is an ex-military assassin training. It gets his blood boiling. He's never been accused of such crimes. And then he goes on the hunt. You know what I'm saying? So there's there'll be twists and turns too, but that's the setup. Unwild things. What do you think? Give me a. It gets sounds like it gets pretty wild. Well, no, they're unwild because they're virgins. What's the what's the Pokemon character again? Jumpluff. That's what I think that is one. And then Jumpluff reaches to his neck, pulls off. It's Robert Wagner. <laughs> the only returning cast member is Robert Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> they got him. They got him back. What do you think? I mean, that, huge. The, there's no, there's no, there's no sex in this one. That was the big selling point. So, but there is like, you know, Pokemon's like, you know, they said it's fine. They can, we can, we can use their, we can use the likenesses of their characters in this, especially Jumpluff. But if there was sex, they could have been part of the Me Too movement. Why? Oh, Me Too. <laughs> Pokemon joke. Look, you All are right. in financial hards. I guess that's the opposite of straights. And yeah. uh, you got the financing to have your own business related to Wild Things. How you spend that hard earned? I mean, pre-made paper airplanes branded with the Wild Things logo. I'm, I'm, I can't think too much, but I think I'm going to do it. Pre-made paper airplanes branded, and then you can you can get little Denise Richards stickers to put on wow. them, or Nev Campbell stickers. Hell, I'll put a Mark McCauley sticker on there, you know, and you could put them on there and then fly them around. And cause it'd be havoc. cool if, like in uh, Top Gun, where they have the pilot's name underneath the cockpit, you could, have, mm-hmm. you could say like Mark McCauley, Teresa yeah. Russell, and it could have their call sign. It's pretty badass. It's a great idea. What would be a good call sign for one of these or, guys here? <laughs> wild thing. I mean, wild thing is not a bad call sign for like even in Top Gun, yeah. right? Anyway, that's mine. What would that's, your call sign be? Pre-made if you were paper in, uh, If you were asked to go to Miramar. Did we talk about this already? I don't think so. Uh, what would be my call sign? Have you thought about this? No. I'd have to have a pretty big plane. Okay. Because my, my call sign would be, hands coming out of pockets, pockets empty because I'm poor, ain't misplaining, ain't misbehaving, ain't explaining. Nunziata. That's not bad. Yeah. I can't, I can't think. Get, get back to me on this. I'll, I'll chime in right before we end. I'll come I'll come with my nickname, my Top Gun name. Can I, can I help? Sure. Can you imagine, you know, you're on the uh, aircraft carrier and... You see a, a lean figure cutting themselves through the crowd in a jumpsuit going to the plane. And, and you look, who is that? Who is that? You've never heard of Justin? You never heard of Justin? Wait, are you talking about? What are you talking about? You just They just call me Justin? It's <laughs> <laughs> almost a criticism. That's what that guy in the, you remember he had, Bob was in there and he was kind of like the, the dorky guy. So this give you this bland name when, they, when you don't do any heroics, which I Look, I wouldn't do any heroics. I, I guess I wouldn't earn a cool name, but let me pretend no, no, at least. That's not where I was going. Okay. No, it's like, have you ever heard of... Justin? No, have you heard... That's Justin walk up to the plane. The first drug. Justin, the first drug, what else walking up? So they call me first the drug. The first drug. Oh, the... You put the in there. Yeah, either. the first drug. First drug. Why? That's interesting. Yeah, just a taste, you know, like just to get you hooked into it. Dealers yeah. always give you a taste to get you locked in. You're the first drug. I guess I can round this up to kind of a cool name. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take it. Thanks, man. Thank you. What's your business? I already said <laughs> pre-made airplane. That's right. Are you trying to imply it wasn't memorable? Uh, so I've done a really cool thing 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone to an aquarium or whatever, and they have like a little touch tank? Oh yeah, touch anemones or you know, like shrimps, whatever. Sure, sure, yeah, Cates, yeah. I know Cates, exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, I've got one, and it's just a beautiful thing. And there's a uh, Matt Dillon and Kevin Bacon floating around in there. You can touch them, two fingers only. Though. You know the rules: two fingers. <laughs> Is this, are these a wax approximations of these two actors? What? Tell me, give me a. And if you're franchising this business, how are you going to have them? No, it's like Cirque du Soleil. It's a touring company, you know, it's with the actors, of course. Lookalikes? Uh-uh. No, no. And I Scuba gear? Nope. No, they're floating. Face up. <laughs> Touch them. Two fingers. I've created, I've, I've partnered with the folks at Igloo. I've created a floating body shape, you know, that mm-hmm. it goes, it's, it's, it's painted the color of their clothes and it's underneath <laughs> them and they are floating with, with, you know, diseased, uh, eyes and you touch them with two fingers and the kids can come over and, and touch them when they float by. And then sure. there's a 15 minute period where you can't touch them because okay. they need time to, you know, the, the recuperate, you know, every once in a while, if you gaze, you'll see when they float out of sight, it's a circular thing. You'll notice somebody will come over with a Gatorade and squirt it down there. How hard are they, are they, uh, um, I guess sticking to, or, um, enforcing this two finger rule? Do you know what I'm saying? I, fa- I imagine some people aren't going to, some of the crowd aren't going to follow that. What do they do if you could put three fingers on them or a whole hand? I have a feeling that the actors are professionals and would let it fly. Right. But do they get, the, the people get bounced out or they get a stern word? What? I think, I think they would. And, and that's a great question. And, and that's something I'm looking forward to experiencing. <laughs> These are things you need to think out beforehand. That's the kind of discussions you have to have before you create a business. The crowd is unpredictable. For example, just to envision a huge crowd, they're leaning over these two actors' bodies and they're they're stroking them with their fingers. I throw a couple pre-made paper airplanes in the mix. Crowd falls into the water with them, goes nuts. I mean, what if you have a Kevin Bacon super fan that just wants to surf on right? Or, or get you know? yeah, get get you know six fingers and a thumb on them. What kind of security do you have here? Right. And is is Kira Sedgwick? Did she like? Is she is this something that Kevin Bacon has to convince her? No, because this is a good thing for the fam. Well, no, because I'm also partner on, on the closer uh, aquatic ride, so she's preoccupied. Oh, you are two fingers, two fingers at least. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look, you're you're in the movie. You've been added to the running time of Wild Things. What shape does your performance take? I'm in this one, huh? Yeah. Oh man, this is it's good. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? I'm the hardest working person in the film. Now you think about it. There's a lot of folks that do pretty substantial work. Bacon's partner mm-hmm. almost has sex with Matt Dillon in that scene. That was weird, by the way. You think she's in on it a little bit, maybe, nope. too. She sees that fancy truck at the end and is surprised. But I'm the hardest working person. I am the other pool boy that works for Therese Russell. Oh, yeah. And I okay. am constantly skimming the pool, changing the filters, skimming frogs out. You don't get to have... I don't get... You don't get to have... Mm-hmm. The, I'm not... You, know, you don't get to have the delights of the flesh. You actually have to do the yeah, work. Yeah, I don't, I don't look that mm-hmm. good. I'm not as buff. I'm not willing to do dirty work like driving people's cars off of, off of streets into water, punching faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've, I am a licensed pool beautician. You know, I'm making sure the pH balance, everything, you know, the, oh, there was a leak down by the light? Well, then it can fix itself. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. You got to drain the pool, fix it out. A pump goes mm-hmm. bad. Guess who ain't doing it? That guy. He's he's knee deep in a vagina. <laughs> so I'm out there just working my shits off in the hot Miami heat, man. Working dick, man. I'm just Well, working dick sounds like I, the other guy. <laughs> working my dick off. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like the other yeah. guy. Leave the dick out of it. You're actually just doing the actual pull work. Are you doing the pH? What do they do? The pH balance? You're checking the chlorine all levels. All those things stuff. I've just said. Yeah. yeah. All those things. You said that uh-huh. too? You, you're checking. You're, doing, you're, you're cleaning the pool? Completely clean the pool and its surroundings. Debrief. You're dragging stuff out of it? Taking leaves, leaves out of it? You know, God forbid an iguana falls in. Checking the chlorine levels. Yeah, sometimes uh, uh, maybe a... Di- uh, by the way, Kevin Bacon massacres mm. a, a cone paper cup in this movie. Drinks the water and just crushes that fucking thing into oblivion. Do you notice yeah, that? He, he really crushes that. I, I, I took a note. And I'm, I'm sorry to the listeners that I forgot to mention it. If there's <sighs> debris on the even on the sidewalk near the pool, it is my responsibility right. to clean that up. And I am working hard, hard, hard. Yeah. Well, Sounds like the other guy. Or soft. I'm the alligator that's getting stretched Armstronged around this weird property by Mac McCau- Mark McCauley. He's pulling at me. He's putting his chin on me. He's you know putting my little poor little alligator paw behind his, my back. Like he's making me a fool, showing utter dominance over me. I'm biding my time, I'm letting it all happen. Mm-hmm. It's a waiting game because I'm about to sm- snap that motherfucker in half when my day is coming. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I decide upon it, I'm going one bite. You're gonna bite and roll, snap in half. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. And mm-hmm. you know the old story about an alligator's maw. I don't know. Easy to hold clothes, impossible to hold. Is that it true? Yeah, they, their muscles are very weak going one direction. The other direction, you're fucked. But you can hold their nose, their right. mouths oh. closed very easily. But if it's open... So if you, ever one swims at you, you should try to press it together. definitely hold that mouth closed. I wouldn't have my wits about me. I'd lose. But yeah, I'm just biding my time. I can't wait to snap someone in half named this piece of shit that thinks he is like well, his whole job is to make me look like a fool it and then there's photographic evidence as far as i can see everybody's all the tourists are getting snaps of you looking like a shithead what's the alligator's name hmm? what's your alligator's name it's gonna be weird the first drug <laughs> <laughs> and then when i kill when i kill i can't wait to jump behind the the driver's seat of that truck and speed out can you imagine oh my god maybe that's why i want to kill him is because i want that he got that new cool truck and that's no. where Later Gator came from. You know who who sides with that alligator? Hardworking pool boy. Uh, look, you have to incorporate a little bit of uh, wild things into your everyday existence. How would you do that? That's a good question. I honestly, I would. This is something because this is just ties in what I was talking about. I I'm scared of alligators. I would get fear. I I'm going to try to get fearless around alligators. Baby steps though. But I'm going to try to get a little bit more cavalier and like if they're if someone says they're around, not panic. Mm-hmm. I think right now, if someone told me there was an alligator near, I would cry. So I'm going to try. That's my goal is to not cry if I hear that or if I see one and not freeze and wet. Is myself. that real? No, it's not real. It's trying to be funny, but I am. I would be scared if I saw one, I guess. I don't want to get too near them. I, I think that they're death machines. They're sweethearts. <laughs> Are you kidding? They're not. I've played golf next to one and they're fine. They don't bother you. They don't. They, they don't have a good track record of not bothering people. They, eat, they, they snap people in half. By the way, they kill you know people. that somebody got bit today or yesterday by one? It was no, in the news. where? The guy, I don't remember what town it was in, but it was it was on CNN or something. He thought it was a dog on a long leash. It was dark out. Yeah. So he didn't think nothing of it, and he went over near it, and then it bit him. And, t- and, and they, they made a point to say that it took muscle from his leg. Oh, God. At least he got away. I almost stepped on a snake. I thought it was this, uh, like a couple years ago when I was running. I thought I stepped on a snake. It was a stick. I was just like, all right. And then I just, for some reason, it was dark. I was like, ah, maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just kind of stop. And it was a, it was a snake. And I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I saw I'm glad it. I'm glad you saw it for minute. the snake's sake, not for yours. 
I don't want to step on a snake. I mean, I don't want to hurt right. it. I have a video that I took like two weeks ago. I was I was on the phone with a friend, or I was ta- I was texting with a friend uh, about the golf course. I live on a golf course, and I, and and yeah. I, I was going to show him a picture of. I was actually re- I was recording a video of me walking out to the golf course from my backyard. And as and I have a yeah. video of me walking and almost stepping on a giant snake and going, oh shit! Like so, I have video of me discovering the snake. It's pretty cool. Wow! Okay. And I actually took yeah, it's a beautiful thing. snake. By the way, what by the way, the pool boy's name is uh, Snot. I mean, look, you're on an island. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What are you going to incorporate? I'm nervous about the accusations that Matt Dillon undertook. I don't want the implication. Yeah. So whenever right. I know I'm going to be around high school teenagers and whatnot, especially attractive mm-hmm. young ladies, I wear three sets of pants. <laughs> I got one on facing forward, and then I've got another pair on backwards so that it's impossible to get to the zipper. Then I wear another one, a looser pair, uh, facing front again so that eventually I can open it. And then a a fourth pair also facing front so that anybody who would accuse me of anything would realize I'd have to go through two normal zippers and then a backward zipper and then another front zipper Mm. just to get my pants off. Right. Hey, button fly. That's a good idea. I could do that. Also, I look like this. Which helps, but um, that's my that's what that's what I'm gonna do. Okay, just wear more pants, basically. Tons more pants. Whenever I know I'm gonna be around somebody who might want to uh, accuse me of 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 an awful thing. Did I tell you I'm really good at taking pants off? I never heard this about you. Now I don't disbelieve it, but what? Why? How? What? what can I get some information? So I I th- I, re- I removed my pants in a movie theater and threw them at the screen once. I was so frustrated with the movie. I literally, I took my pants off and threw them at the screen. Were there anybody in the theater? theater. Why did you, why would you? I don't, I can't explain the sequence. Were you, had you been drinking? I I didn't even drink back then. It was just, I I just was frustrated with the, with the movie and I didn't have a way of showing my, I guess I could have left the theater. True. Instead I threw my pants at the screen and it worked. Movie got better. Um, And then I, I also threw my pants into a fire pit. Uh, one one evening with my friend. That's also insane. I was at, this just reminded me, I was at a movie once, Mean Girls or something with a friend of mine and these people, these kids kept talking and talking and everybody's really annoyed at them and um, told them to shut up and they wouldn't. And then my friend threw his drink at them. Wow. Like his whole drink at like ice and everything at them. And I was so embarrassed. And then they one by one got up and left and didn't come back. It worked. Mission accomplished. I couldn't believe it. I was really embarrassed like at first, but then I was like, well. Now, if that happened today. There's like eight people that got up one by one and left. Now, I would never do anything like that, but I was surprised it worked. If that happened today, there's no way they're not going and getting a gun. Yeah, it's, That's it's why true. I, I, yeah. I get pissed at people all the time in traffic and all that, and I have become so much of a more docile person because I, I assume everybody is insane and, and happens to have yeah, a I gun to, on them. I, I follow people home. In the past, like I would follow them to their neighborhood if they did something bad in traffic. And- so I gave up road rage a long time. Like I gave up it a long time ago, not because of what you're talking about, but that's smart to do that. I just always thought it was more funny to not get mad. And then I would get people, I would get people very angry by doing something nice. Like one, one time, like when I was coming back from a trip, this guy was cutting me off and he, or he thought I cut him off and he was flicking me off. He's telling me to pull over. And I just, I had a stuffed animal with me. I would, I just held it up <laughs> and showed it to him. <laughs> and he got so, ang- he got so angry. I thought he was going to crash into my car, but I never get mad. Like, I just, I really don't. You get, like, I'll, I'll I get people- bullshit. You get mad a lot. 
I don't get mad anymore. I don't think I ever really did for a long time. I sometimes I'll say something, but for the most part, I give thumbs up if someone does something dumb. Like I, I applaud their effort. When did I get mad? You get mad at little shit. You, I, I, I've seen you get irate at things that, that happen. I take it pretty easy in the car. But you still do the ten years. But you're right. Guns are a huge factor. You do the ten I mean, years later thing in, still or no? When people are being slow, do a ten years later song. I do probably <laughs> still do that. Yeah. But I don't do it to them or make to, to make them feel bad. Look, you're on an island. You've been there for all these many years, gathering debris from various films we've done over the years. So what would you take sure. from Wild Things? This is something I've, I I couldn't really find much to take from this. I'm I'm thinking about taking the air the the air boat. That's maybe that's useful. I know it's like too useful to take. You know, but I can get over to your island on it. I could use it as a fan if it gets too hot too. Just turn it on. Is it running gas though? Yeah, it runs on gas, so I'd run out of gas. So I, you know, I, I'm not going to take that then. And unless does Elon Musk make airboats? No, you still have to plug hmm. it in. Either way, you'd be fucked. Well, maybe you can have some kind of solar panel thing going. I have electricity on my island. I'd be, I'd be happy to spare you some. You'd be set. Yeah, you'd be good. And hey, let me think about it. Do you have one? I'm, I'm taking that alligator, of course. You yeah. are. I want to spare him the abuse. I like this. I like that reasoning. Sure. Because he, he ain't happy. I, 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 you know, a companion, soulmate, friend. Mm-hmm. Spared of his abuse, and you know, I'd catch fresh fish and feed it to him. Be my little buddy. I'd, I'd hug it from time to time. I'd kiss its eyes. You know, love on it. You kiss, kiss its, its eyes for some reason. I think they have really kissable eyes. Alligators kiss, yeah. kiss the top, kiss the front, kiss it all. Let it poop. Push its poop out to sea. You know, have it maybe use it's nice. like a you know like a you see somebody operating a Zen garden where they have those rakes that make the perfect things. Yeah, I'd yeah. Have, of and course. I push its poop out to sea with one of those. Why are you so focused on its poop all of a sudden? I don't. You keep talking about its poop. Well, that's the thing. I don't want its poop. I want everything, but it's, as soon as it comes out, it's wet. I'm. It's being pushed out to sea. Right. I'm. A, uh, I'm watching that asshole a little much, and as soon as it starts to quiver, you know, it starts to show the, uh, you know, the, it gets like Alex Kidd after he's been stunned. I got. I've got to turn a, a blind eye to whatever else I'm working on and instantly rake that piss and poop out to sea. <laughs> course i knew you were gonna pick that i'm gonna take something but i'm gonna need your participation on it what's her name <laughs> um i'm gonna take the, the synced beer sip roll that back what so there's a scene where kevin bacon and matt dylan at the end i think are drinking beer and they take a synced up like a almost oh, okay, like a okay. what are they, synchronized swimming but a synchronized beer sip so i throw you a bottle or a bottle of beer or whatever you have to then with the same energy the same motion exactly we have to get it right i'm taking the sip the sink beer sip i love it but i need your participation so i'm going to need you to commit before i can i'm there a thousand before i can take it a hundred thousand percent thank you now what if i catch you and you're trying to zip that poop into the water (laughs) alligator poop we can't we can't do a sink beer sip during my spread you know during my but i might need to that's what i'm saying which comes first i'm gonna need to know i mean what's your priority it has to be yeah i mean you can't you can't compete What's your priority? No, no, Just it's tell not me. you. But I'm second second no, guessing my decision. Here's what I'm then. thinking. There's a there's a solution to all of this. Right. Maybe now we have a pulley system between the islands, obviously. Of yeah, course. With a box mm-hmm. that goes back and forth. So maybe when you're when I see you going to your cooler for the mm-hmm. beers, well maybe I will toss a turd and a small rake into the thing, jet jetty it across the water so that you have poop to discard of at the same time. So we could do so that do in a... unison. Sink shit, destroy. You know, like we could we could synchronize shit removal. I'm listening. Yeah. And then 
we could celebrate with a cold one. I like it. In this case, it would, for me, it would be Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh